Lekutu Sichas Chelik Chabez, Parsha Vayikra Sicha Bez, a summary of the Sicha. In this week's Parsha, it says, and if a person will be makriv, will bring a korban mincha. So the Gemara and the uh, Medrash says that because it says korban mincha, adding the word korban mincha, even though we know that a mincha is a korban, it teaches that you can also uh, bring as an independent korban any of the types of any of the the ingredients that are brought with a mincha, like you can bring uh, just let's say frankincense, levaina, as a carbon independently. It doesn't just have to be a part of the carbon mincha as a whole. You can bring just levaina as a carbon. The same with wine, the same with oil, and even wood can also be brought as a carbon independently, because the word carbon teaches that any of these can become a carbon. So the question is, we can understand why levaina or wine or oil, which are all ingredients of a carbon mincha, should be included from this word carbon, but how does wood get included into this, since we don't bring independent carbonus from wood? Wood is only a byproduct, it's the wood that produces the fire on the mezbeach, on which the, car- the carbon is burnt. So why should that be included? The Gemara says that since we find a Pasuk in Nehemiah which says that they drew lots for the Korban Ha'etzim, the Korban of the wood, therefore that shows that a wood can also be a Korban, called a Korban. But that still doesn't explain, it might prove that a wood can be called a Korban, but it doesn't explain how it could be, uh, since it's only a byproduct of a Korban, or something to serve as the Korban, why is it in fact called Korban? If we would find somewhere else that there is some sort of a carbon that is just wood, or that wood is not just wood, but wood is a part of another carbon, then it would be understandable, like the oil and the levaina and the wine and so on. But since we don't find that, how is it? And another thing, the Gemara brings a proof from the from the korban eitzim which was brought at the beginning of the second Beis Hamikdash, described in the Chemia. He's describing over there the donations of the of the the wood that they brought as you know certain families, which will be explained a little later. Certain families brought donations of wood for the for the Beis Hamikdash, but he is talking about the carbon of wood that was brought. We drew lots. In other words, how did he know that you can bring carbon of wood from this pasuk? that we're talking about, that you can include wood as a carbon. So, in other words, why did he call it a carbon eitzim? Because the Pasuk teaches that you can bring wood as a carbon. So, so how are you bringing proof from that Pasuk, which just, just describes what he did as a result of what was in our Pasuk, so it becomes a circular logic. So, in order to understand it a little better, there are two different functions of uh, carbon of wood. One is the donations of the wood that we just said, that they would donate wood for the burning of the carbonus on the Mizbeach. Another one is that we can actually bring an actual carbon a- of wood. So according to the one that says that what we're talking about, that what the Pasuk here is teaching is that you can bring, you can donate carb- wood as a carbon. It means not the wood to burn on the Mizbeach, it means an actual carbon of wood, which Rebbe actually says 
that there is such a carbon of wood and if there, a person brings a carbon of wood then you have to do everything that you do for a carbon for that wood so when you burn that wood on Uzbech you have to sprinkle it with salt just like any other carbon there, you have to take kmitza which means you would have to grind up some of the wood and make it into uh, sawdust and then scoop some of it and throw it out, that onto the Mizbeach. And you would need wood to burn, on, to create a fire, and then throw this wood on that fire. So in other words, it becomes a proper carbon. And therefore, one would have to interpret the, the proof from that Pasuk, Korban him to say that since we find a Pasuk which refers to the donation of the wood, which is what that Pasuk is talking about, donation for the wood of the Mizbeach for the fire so since the Pasuk refers to that as a carbon so therefore we can also extrapolate from there that you can actually so we see that there is such a thing as a carbon of wood and therefore it can be included we can learn from this Pasuk that a carbon can also include a proper like the, like Rebbe says a proper carbon of wood as well that perhaps could be the way it's interpreted but that's only according to Rebbe according to the Rabbanon they say that the whole thing, there's no such thing as a carbon of wood. So therefore what the carbon of Eitzim is talking about, and therefore what we're talking about over here in our Pasuk, is also talking about donating the wood that is used to make the pyre, the fire on the Mizbeach. So the question again is, what does it mean a carbon of Eitzim? How could you have a carbon of Eitzim? So it would seem likely that, the, that this is a conceptual thing since every carbon needs wood that is burnt on the Mizbeach in order to create a fire upon which the carbon is burnt so it stands to reason that that wood is also considered as part of the carbon and that's what it's meant to say but it still leaves the question how how do you call that a carbon of wood since the wood only acts as a support for the actual carbon it's there to burn the actual carbon and how could that be referred to as an actual and by the word carbon. Now let's discuss the, uh, the, the, what the Gemara talks about. The Mishnah talks about the donations of the wood and the celebration that went, went with that. The, there's something strange that comes out from there. The Mishnah says that there are nine days in the year in which there were families that were given the honor of being able to contribute wood for the Mizbeach on that day. And the reason is because when the Yidden came back from Golos and Babel, and they put up the second base of Migdush, and there was no wood for the, for the Mizbeach, and these families contributed wood for the Mizbeach, and therefore they were given, the Nevi'im said that they would have the honor of donating wood for all, the, for all the other, for the years to come, on that day, on that same day. There were nine families. And on that day, when that family contributed wood, and they used their wood on that day on the Mizbeach, it was a day of celebration for them. They weren't allowed to fast on that day. They weren't allowed to make eulogies, you know, as is common on a yomtiv. Those are the things in which a yomtiv is uh, known for. In fact, even if the fast of Tishabov came out on that day, because one of the families donated on the 10th of Av, and if uh, Tishabov that year was on Shabbos, and therefore the fast was postponed to, to Sunday, which is Yudov, they would not fast on that day. That's how great the Simcha was, that it even overrode the fast of Tishabov in the case when it was on Yud. So we have to understand, what is the great Simcha of this donation of the wood which it overrides even Tishabov? 
So there are some that want to say that it wasn't about the wood, it was about that they brought a regular carbon oil, each one of the families brought a carbon oil on that day along with the wood, and it's because of the carbon oil that they were celebrating, because there is a halacha that on the day that a person brings a carbon, an individual personal carbon, he's not, he's not allowed to go to work. There are certain things that come along with that carbon, and maybe it's about that carbon that they're celebrating. But that doesn't seem to answer the problem because we would never allow someone to bring a carbon on Tishabov so that he doesn't have to fast on that Tishabov. It wouldn't override it. The only reason it overrode it here was because that day was designated as the day of their donation of the wood. Of course, they brought a carbon along with it, but it's not the carbon which overrides Tishabov. It's the donation of the wood which overrides Tishabov. So it doesn't really answer the question. So what's the great simcha we have to understand? In addition to this, there's also another thing. The, the time that the family spent cutting the wood, chopping the wood, preparing the wood, which took place up until Hamisha above, the 15th above. After that, the sun is not as intense as it was and therefore doesn't dry the wood as thoroughly as it's supposed to be dried and therefore they wouldn't accept wood for the Mizbeach after the 15th of Av. Only up till then does it have to be cut and therefore because that, that's the day that they finished cutting the wood so the Mishnah says that's one of the reasons why the Mishnah says that there was never such a great Simcha Yom Tev for the Yidin like Yom Kippur and the 15th of Av. One of the reasons is because they finished cutting the wood on that day. And that's the connection, in fact, between uh, Yom Kippur and Tuba Av, because Yom Kippur represents Yom Chasunosai, the day that Hashem, so to speak, got married with the Jewish people, Matan Torah, which culminated on Yom Kippur, because that's when we got the second Luchas. And Yom Simchas Libai refers to the, ba- the ba- building of the Beis Hamikdash, and the Beis Hamikdash, that's the only reason of the of the various reasons given for t- the celebration of Tubav is that they finished cutting the wood for the Mizbeach. So the connection between the joy of the wedding and the joy of the Beis Hamikdash is expressed in these two reasons. So again the question becomes what's the great simcha of concluding finishing the cutting of the wood? It's only, it's only the preparation of the, for a carbon. It's not even a part of a carbon itself. So why does that express such great simcha? So to explain, the Ramban explains what is the meditation that comes along with the carbon that a person, a yid, has to know that true, when he sees that the, they're sprinkling the blood on the Mizbeach, he sees that they're burning the innards of the animal on the Mizbeach so he has to be cognizant of the fact that really it should be his blood that is spilled he should be burnt on the Mizbeach for the sin that he may have committed and so on it's just in the great kindness of Hashem that he allows the exchange of his body for the animal's body, the uh, um, another yeah, the animal's body instead of his body. But the the thrust of a carbon is that a yid wants to reconnect with Hashem. Wants to carbon means to come close. He wants to come close to Hashem, although physically Hashem excuses his being burnt on the mizbeach and so on. But spiritually speaking, that is the meaning of a carbon. Get close to Hashem. So there are two aspects to this getting close to Hashem. On the one hand, there were many different types of carbonus. One is a thanksgiving carbon, one is a, a carbon that brings atonement, and so on. What is the difference between the carbonus? Because there are different aspects in a person's personality, uh, character, which need to come closer to Hashem. 
perhaps my thinking has to get closer to the way Hashem expects that perhaps my emotional attachment is not enough and that's what I have to work on so there are different carbonas which represent different types of getting close specifics but then there is an overriding uh, meditation which is just the fact of I need to get close never mind this detail or that detail this problem that problem it's just the feeling of having to get close and the desire to get close to Hashem what is that represented in? Not the individual carbonus as they are brought, but the steady thing, the constant thing, because that's underlying all carbonus, and that is the wood of the Maracha. The wood that is burnt on the Mizbeach is equal to all carbonus. It's not about a specific thing, this, that, detail, or that detail. It's just the idea of burning and elevating oneself, a bittle. I am nothing, I have to be pushed, you know, sort of set aside and just think and dedicate myself with Mr. Nefesh, total dedication to Hashem. And that's expressed by the wood. In fact, wood is a good analogy for that because Adam ate Sasada. The Pasuk says man is a tree of the field. And it's said that the reason the, 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 the human is divided into various different categories our connection to the plant world within the human what is the difference between a plant and an animal and a human a plant is always connected to its source a plant can't move from its roots have to be connected to the ground which is the source of the plant whereas humans and animals we have the ability to roam freely and disconnect from our source so the plant within the human is that aspect of the person which is constantly and thoroughly connected to our source in Hashem, which means it, it represents the essence of the soul, that which never disconnects from Hashem. Other aspects of us do, you know, wander away, but the essence of the soul never wanders away, just like a tree cannot wander away. And that's why wood is a good analogy for this, for the total dedication that comes from the essence of the soul. And in a carbon, when one focuses on a specific detail of what I'm lacking, so that makes a, puts a big emphasis on yourself. When you're not dealing with my personal problem, but it's just a general thrust and desire to get close to Hashem, so then it allows the essence to come forth, and it's not obscured by a specific detail and aspect of your, of your personality. And therefore it expresses a greater bittle of self-abnegation to Hashem. In other words, the wood burning on the Mizbeach is an even greater self-dedication that represents a deeper connection and bringing ourselves close to Hashem than even the carbon itself. But even having said that, even the burning of the wood also has a little bit of self-satisfaction to it. Why? Because even though it isn't the carbon itself, the wood is not the carbon itself, it's only there to service the carbon, but a person gets the feeling, I donated wood, and that was used in order to make a carbon, Hashem has so much pleasure from it, and I contributed to that, although in an indirect way, but at least I accomplished that. A higher form of total Bittle is that the donation that I make can't even be considered holy yet. It doesn't even have holiness. 
when a person donates it to the base of Mikdash, so it, the wood became holy, it belongs to the base of Mikdash. But at the time of the cutting of the wood, it can't even be considered holy because they were not permitted to to uh, be makdashit, which means to declare it to be the property of the base of Mikdash, because if they did that, then when they came on their designated day, they wouldn't be able to donate it at that time because it is already donated. It's not theirs to donate. So there would be no reason to celebrate. So what they did was they didn't donate it at the time when they cut it. When they brought it to the Beis Hamikdash on their designated day, one of those nine days, that's when they donated it. So all the time that it's sitting in your house or in the forest, your field, so it's just ordinary wood. And at that time, you don't even have the satisfaction of saying, I did something holy, I brought holiness, I created wood which, which is the property of the Beis Hamidosh, because it's not there yet. And that's what's represented by Hamisha Asabav. This total bittle that comes to a year that I'm joyful about serving Hashem in a way that I can't, even, never mind that it's a, not a carbon. Never mind that it's uh, just a service of a carbon. It's wood that services the carbon. It's not even holy. And yet, I have such joy in serving Hashem in this way where I can't take any personal satisfaction from it. That expresses true bittle and true mysterious nefesh to Hashem. And that's why that day is a holy day, is a, a joyful day, not a holy day, but a day that's the greatest simcha possible. Similar to Yom Kippur, which also is the revelation of the essence of the soul. The Achaz Bashana, that one day of the year, which represents the one aspect that Yechida, the very essence of the soul, which comes, is manifest on the day of Yom Kippur, a similar thing is experienced on Tub and Tezvav Av as well. And this can also be, be seen in the three different the, the, the Mishnah describes what they did on this day the young girls from Yerushalayim would go and dance in the vineyards and they would say to the, uh, to the Bachran that they are looking for, to, for someone to marry there were three different things that they said the beautiful ones amongst them maybe they have uh, physical beauty or spiritual beauty would say look at, our, look at us we're beautiful take us as a wife the ones that had good family, perhaps they were not, they didn't have anything to show for themselves, but they, had, they came from great families, would say, look at our genes, look at our background. Children, the marriage is for children. Your children will be good children. Everybody would want to marry them. They come from good families. So that's what they would say. And the ones that were plain, had, had nothing to offer, would say, marry us for the sake of serving Hashem. It's a mitzvah to get married marry us. They had nothing to offer other than it's a mitzvah. The way they put it, uh, take us as wives to serve Hashem. So perhaps these three categories can align with the three different types of carbonus, um, um, let's call it carbonus, of the wood. There is the carbon where the wood itself is a carbon, like Rebbe said that you can actually bring a carbon of wood. That is a person that can say, look at me, I am beautiful, I have what to offer, just like the wood is a carbon unto itself. Then there is the women that they don't have perhaps as much to offer themselves, but they come from, they indirectly you get benefit 
because they come from a good family. That is similar to the one that donates wood for the Mizbeach, so the, that wood is not a carbon unto itself, but it's there in order to help. It brings a carbon. It makes possible a carbon. And then there is the third category. The plain women that didn't have, that couldn't find something to offer to say that this is what we're special at. So they say, do it to serve Hashem. In other words, we have nothing to offer you, but that's how you serve Hashem. Similar to the wood, when it's cut, and it hasn't even been made holy yet. It's not even ready to be part of a carbon on, as a service to the carbon, but that's how you serve Hashem the best. That's the true expression of serving Hashem. And a lesson for us, says the Rebbe from all this, is that people, there are people that think that the true, when can one be joyful about their serving of Hashem? If they've taken over the world, if they've learned the whole Torah, if they've accomplished something super great, they have grown in their status, they are special. So the answer, the, the truth is that not so. It might be true that if a person was able to grow more and do and accomplish more with their own life, they will have to answer for why they didn't. But at the same time, when a person dedicates themselves to helping another Yid, that they should grow and to be of service to them and to help them elevate themselves, that is a, an even deeper way of serving Hashem than growing yourself.